in the world, the American cradle of liberty. Look at you, you're a freak! What are we alive for except to Rebel grab all the dicks we can? To contaminate our society. Now being renovated. Mr. Dowd. Uh, gasting live from the wintry wonderland that is, oh, I slipped and broke my ass. This is the worst little podcast, and I'm your host, the Reverend Rory Dowd. With me virtually through the powers of the internet are my favorite co-hosts, Nick and Rick. Ian's here too, he's alright. Um, but better yet, we've got some trifling bitches and a party crasher here tonight. We're talking out of our ass. Oh, mystery guest, enter and sign in, please. Don't state your name. Simply let us know why we might know you and a catchphrase. Uh, the only hint I will give you is that I am a danger to stand-up bases. <laughs> a danger to stand up bases. Not fair. Disqualified using your last name in your introduction. Thank Not you. okay. Thank you. <laughs> I, he literally said, I am a danger. Yes, I did. I, wow, you you're clipping hard. You're so excited oh, about that, Rick. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Rick never gets that Feel loud. It. Felix Danger, yeah, Rick ladies never and gentlemen? gets that loud at home. And the trifling bitches. Felix Danger and the trifling bitches. That's a band name. <laughs> That's a pick your own adventure novel that I do not know that I would pick up. <laughs> because every ending leads to uh, alcoholism. <laughs> There's one ending that's a heroin overdose. Come on. <laughs> they all end with you waking up in the front yard missing a boot. <laughs> or me getting yelled at because you passed out on somebody's floor and I've got to carry you to the car. Hugging it. Hugging an emergency cone. Wait, wait, wait. Logan, how many times have you had to, like, actually... Have you carried me to the car? I think, like, three times. Like, me? Yeah, like, three times. Uh, I've done it what, at what least time three times. Myself. There are so many good times that I've missed in my I, life. Yeah, I've assisted once. <laughs> <laughs> it's I believe nice that- to know I can... Ca- Here's the... My friends, I've assisted. I've assisted at least three times in private homes, and I want to say at least three times in public as well. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there the, the truly shameful moment that happened to me was like ten years ago when I was at some house party with a big fire pit in the backyard. I still don't remember whose it was. Uh, and I drank a bottle of uh, Jameson and I woke up in their living room. I had pulled their curtain off of the curtain rods to use as a blanket and I had pissed myself and I got up and I looked around and the whole house was empty. Like everybody had just bailed and just said, nah, just fucking leave them. (laughs) (laughs) Now, had your pants soaked up most of the pee or was the pee on the curtains also? 
I, you know, that I'm, was I'm my not, question I'm not as well. Positive <laughs> about how much was where. I don't have like the the exact amounts, but I know that I felt really guilty in Uber because I was like, oh. Were they nice curtains? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> were they were they dark curtains or were they a color that would have shown urine? Um, they were dark and thick, as I recall. This like, is the way. This is the way the universe loves you. Afterwards, that that oh, could good work question. out. No way. I still really have no idea who or where it was. Um, it was a great bunch <laughs> wow. of people. It was a lot of fun. If you were friends with those people, you might not be anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> they, they just ghosted out of your life. <laughs> Have you ever woken up in a house that isn't yours and everybody has left? Like 40 people gone? I've woken up chained to a radiator more than once. <laughs> uh, how many of those times had to do with kink and how many of those times had to do with people fearing for their own safety or your own? I'm going to say the majority were fearing for their own safety. Okay. Not, wait, 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 wait. I'm pretty vanilla. I mean, you guys can see isn't that Isn't that technically both? <laughs> <laughs> or is, am I the only one with that case? I'm claiming I'm a werewolf. So. <laughs> well, you better chain me up or I'll eat you all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> Whatever you're into, man. Chain him up, give him another shot, let him pass out. We don't have to deal with him till morning. <laughs> Wait a minute, this radiator isn't attached to anything. And, okay, a point of clarification. For Christ's sakes, how many homes in Reno are you aware of that have radiators? Twelve. <laughs> He's been chained to every hey, single man. one. Chained to twelve. That's <laughs> I mean, that's just that's a rare feature in a home, and frankly, a very small part of town. So we know yeah, where you were. Yeah, old Southwest. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Reno, we have a problem. Like, we surprisingly did not piss off that many neighbors. We were really good friends with all my neighbors when I lived there. We helped them catch their dogs. They would bring us beer and. So this was the radiator in your own home, not like random um, no, no, no. party sites Never. across I, the city. I, I come on, I'm not gonna have a radiator in my home. I could hurt my head on that thing. You'd be well, like trying to figure out what it does. Yeah, what the fuck is this thing? Why is it so heavy? Should this be in a car? <laughs> carrying it around, just walking with it from room to room. What is this? Why am I carrying it? So all you people out there in, in listening in Radio Land, or this isn't technically radio. Hi, welcome to the show. Whatever. All five of you. <laughs> it is a broadcast. Um, but just so you know, every time my my screen switches to Nick, it's hilarious. You can't Whoa. see it. You get to see it. But Nick is infinitely hilarious to see. Because he looks like he's lying on the floor. Nick is our personal John Lennon. Every week is a bed-in for Nick. Uh, I've, I've seen all of Nick's pillowcases in the last number of months. <laughs> I know. It's my favorite time of the week. It's like the weekend's over. The first work day's over. And now we podcast. Chill the fuck out, Nick, and just enjoy the talk, you know? Can I, can I ask you some questions, Nick? Yeah, go ahead. Did you do all that guitar work on that album? Who was playing that? Um, the only parts that Spike helped me with was he doubled up some guitars for me on Apollo One One and Roses, yeah. and then he did he did a lead in Roses, that smoking lead. Yeah, yeah, the lead. Like I I start the lead. I did the first half of the lead, like the one that sounds more like the melody. And then uh -huh. he did the wow 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 wow
<laughs> I was asking because the guitar work sounds really good. It, it's 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 really nice. I mean, the it's a very good recording. I'm not sucking Dogwater's dick or anything, but I don't um, think anybody's ever said that. <laughs> that's, like, that's a nice. I don't know why that should be. A, that should be. A, that should be on a business card. That's a t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it's been said, just not about the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to brag, but <laughs> no, the next album's really good for all you people who are listening. If you haven't heard it, go get it. There's some really quality work that was put in place. Like you can hear the time and effort devoted to that recording. It's, it's very Thanks, good. Sir. Man. Thank you for giving me one. And You're if welcome. you can't get a copy of it, feel free to check out our episode from a couple of weeks ago where we did a listening party and can hear almost, almost all of the tracks. And, and if yeah. I may also suggest, go listen to the one with uh, the whole Jub Jubs crew because Todd or, or, or Josh is hilarious after a certain point. It is the funniest shit anything ever ever got recorded. Oh, I was so worried. I cut so much of that episode. There's like 30, 40 minutes yeah. of that wound up on. The, that was a Dad, lot of... Dad, let me tell you. I just love you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I have given him so much shit about it and he's like proud and I love it. And it was, it was legitimately entertaining. You guys did a great job with that. I always pride our show in showing... The, the the public, who the bands are, the people behind the bands, the people behind the venues. And uh, Josh came to play ball. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> we started with like, them saying, we're going to get really drunk and tell the story of Jubs. And I was like, I am in. This is going to take five hours to edit. <laughs> it was excellent. It wasn't quite as bad as the Memorial Day meltdown or say the uh, uh, Tom Gordon double episodes, but it verged. I mean, it was edging. It was edging like Mormon high school kids. <laughs> <laughs> Who out there in the world is taking a shot with me? Don't make me drink alone. Do it. Do it. Oh, well, I got to pour one. Give me a second. I'll do a shot. I'm, I'm swigging a shot bottle. of White Claw with you. You've got your Christmas tree fucking vodkas in my kitchen still. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't there that just is. gin? It's like some smear off in a Christmas tree bottle or something. If you don't drink that for another month, it'll be a year old. Oh, it's more than a year old. Oh, it's, it's been here for a couple of years. So it's the vodka of Christmas past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever I would be at the shows, I always come prepared and I bring a little flask and I bring a beer or a cider or whatever. But here I am at my own goddamn home sitting in front of my liquor cabinet. And it like I have to go get the bottle. <laughs> open things up, stand. Yeah. So I, I couldn't find shit. Cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers. Now let's have a song. Can we start with um can we start with uh New Dance? Hell yeah. Do you want to say anything? You still, let's just go. It's about um the terrible dance. Terrible dance. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and the dance is as I was I had pointed out to me, it's a cliche song because I'm singing about dancing with the devil. Is it a safety life. dance? Yes. Okay, so in real time will this play and I've got time to go grab another drink? Oh yeah.
devil himself would approve of When that breaks your knees just to try and Dancing with the devil. It's also openly self-destructive. What it's really about was um, like over quarantine, like you know when things like before we had all become so jaded with how fucked up everything is right now. Um, I was doing a lot of whippets. Just <laughs> during that recording, you were doing a lot of whippets. No pre-quarantine. <laughs> so much more innocent than I thought. We were trying to kiss death because you have to like you know, when you start to fish out and you, you're like you have like those little, little mini seizures and shit. Like that was the goal. That's what we were chasing. We were all, oh, I'm kissing death. Oh, and we'd make fun of each other. And I just woke up one morning and we were like trying to write the song. I was like. I just wanted to use the words feel death's cold fingers twitch as they wrap around my neck. So I wrote the rest of the song around it because I wanted to be able to use that line. I got to say at first I was thinking like Richard Hell or Talking Heads, but that really quickly turned into like Jello Biafra and Old Good DK. Rick was kind enough to say um, um, uh, dude from Bauhaus. Why can't I think of his name? Peter Murphy. Um, Peter Murphy. Peter Murphy. Peter Murphy. And it was like the biggest musical boner I've ever had. Lager Tia Nick. Hey, Rose Garden, Funeral Source. Sorry, guys. This is going to be the rest of the podcast. Felix and I are just going to make deep Bauhaus cuts references. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be your Trifling, Trifling Bitches song. Now we're just going to play Bauhaus. Can we? Seriously. Can we? <laughs> and scraping fetus off the wheel. Yes. Over here. <laughs> uh, and and if, if I may force my my genius friend, the, the guy that has tolerated me for so many years and really does an excellent job of making me sound better, 
Scott's fucking bass sounds so goddamn good. Yeah, like movie. when you first started, you you like kind of kicked that whole thing off. And he nods. <laughs> he nods so on radio. Listening public remember earlier in Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> <laughs> kind words are much appreciated. You're, you're right, Logan. He's a total genius. <laughs> everybody wants to stab me all the time. This guy's been fucking around in Reno for like 30 years and everybody loves him. Yeah. Well, that's because he's I, never. I'm still up in a show and I have one beer and someone wants to stab me. Yeah, but how many people have you tried to stab? I mean, it's only fair. I may be Gives me like a more punk rock Reno version of that Chumbawamba song, you know? 
<laughs> That's the feeling I get from that. They were going to keep us down. That was the worst compliment I've ever heard. <laughs> we, went from, we went from Peter Murphy to Chumbawamba. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here thinking of like the bruisers. Uh, to quote a man, um, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> well, no, and that that whole album was recorded before, and then Logan got fucking COVID, and then got better, and then came back and did that vocal. So that was the only part of the album that was post COVID. What's worse, Rick, is that I got my left eardrum busted, and so mm. I had to try to find no. a way. You no, have a, you had a busted eardrum. I did. Yeah, did try to shoot me in the face, and it. He missed me by inches, and it blew out my eardrum. Yeah, um, that'll do that. With so, a, with a so cherry I, on I, top of COVID right in the same week. Yeah, yeah. yeah then you got COVID. Seriously, and Rick, you come back with Chumbawamba. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. I would like to say, I love that song. It makes me feel so good. I'm, I'm over here thinking of the bruisers and like fucking, uh, you know, minor threat is coming out of that. And Rick comes back with, it's like a really good punk rock. Chumbawamba. You just heard it, motherfucker. As Rick's punk rock beard, um, <laughs> Rick, does, Rick has never been a real punk rock fan. He's very yeah. pop mall punk. Yes. Not mall like punk. us I'm, guys who are like real dirty <laughs> drunk punk. I disagree. Punk. I'm I in disagree. it. I'm only in it to be surrounded no. by sweaty dudes in a mosh pit. That's all Rick, that I'm in there for. Rick is very mo- a total Rick poser. is very Blink 182. Um, no, I'm very no like, effect. <laughs> that's a little insulting. I just spent 10 years in a Blink-182 cover band. Come on. <laughs> I, I love me some pop puppy. punk. I grew up on some pop punk. Don't get me wrong. I love all that. But Rick's an industrial, like, goth yeah. weirdo. He's not a punk oh, yeah. rocker. Yeah. Skinny we, Puppy is not goth no. mall pop. Yes. No, yeah. That's That's like, no. I, d- I didn't say it was... When it comes to punk rock, Rick is a mall punk. When it comes to like industrial and goth and stuff, oh, Rick's like one of the real fucking thing. He's one of those creepy Cenobites at the back of the club who's luring you in. I don't remember if we ever talked about this. Did you ever get into Babyland at all? No, what's that? Um, They were LA based uh, uh, industrial drunk punk or something like that. Like, my pe- curiosity has peaked. Dude, yeah. I, I just like I just like checked them out There's real quick. A song called Gary um, that is just insanely good, and they did a cover of "Burning Up for Your Love," like uh, a Madonna cover. If you haven't heard it, everyone, you can all thank me later. Next time you yeah. see me in the show, try not shoot me because I turned you on to Babyland. Can we play that instead of trifling that just snacks? <laughs> uh, no, there's copyright shit, and since we have a Patreon, like. We can't like make money off of it. How are the Sex Pistols considered punk? Fuck the Sex Pistols. Uh, you know what? I'm I, I'm gonna I'm agree with you there, Logan. Like boy band, they're a fucking boy band. I would use to take exception to that because no. of of reasons. No. But no, because these days in my in my punk rock agency and elder statehood. Um, oh yeah, you're absolutely right. Sid Vicious was a talentless hack. He was a drug addict that they put on stage. To he was do good antics. at falling off of stage. That's what he was good at. And the only two people that were worth anything in that band went off and formed uh, the Professionals, which is a 
good fucking punk band, but nobody. And then there was John Lydon who turned into a fat asshole. As as someone who has fallen off a lot of stages while drunk. Uh, That's not your sole talent, Logan. Logan, (laughs) you were talking to me and Felix. We also know a little bit about falling off fucking stages, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to this very rarefied corner of the universe, we're about the three most qualified people to be discussing it. Right? <laughs> I, I would have to say that I think I and you and Felix all have more talent than uh, uh, Sid, Vicious. Sid Vicious. 100%. Yeah. He just passed out off stage. He didn't even try to make it look cool. He was just uh, put in a part because he uh, took directions very well. I'm yeah. going to back you up completely, Logan. I, I, I genuinely, I love you more now for being uh, one of the punks that absolutely hates that shitty band. Because yeah. and, and, and admittedly, there's a couple songs there that are tolerable. They're catchy. And you'll sing along pop- every time when it comes on oh. a jukebox. Oh, no, I, won't. I will get it. Come on, Rory, Wait you know, drop. I will get up and I will change that fucking song or try to fight somebody over it. Like, Felix likes singing and he'll throw his arm around you and we'll sing along to a song we hate. <laughs> I will. I will do that. Because it's catchy bullshit. <laughs> and and truthfully, you know, like if if the sweater song comes on or something like yeah, that, that'll, that'll get a bar thing. But uh, I I genuinely feel there's so many better deserved punk bands from that era, especially since like the Damned even opened up for them in the American tour, and and they somehow overshadowed Crass, even though Crass well, is a legitimate band. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of Crass now. Crassen is, is an extended art <laughs> performance project that grew out of a commune. Yeah. I, I Yes, they were kind of Punks unique. Punks is hippies. They, right. They're kind of amazing and unique, but I can't like, no, I can't really get behind that statement. Either. Stiff little fingers. That's something. That... Mm. <laughs> oh, I don't mind stiff little finger, but come on. Penis Envy is a great album. I'm so oh, mad, dude. No doubt. I was supposed to see those dudes this, and the COVID canceled my stiff, stiff little fingers concert. I, I, I did get to meet Dick Fish back in the day at the FSU warehouse when Citizen Fish played in the U.S. Yeah, like, I saw just that, uh, that whole British punk rock commune hippie uh, uh, vibe, you know, between crass subhumans and all those folks. Like they all knew each other and lived together. Oh, yeah. Don't oh, meet yeah. your heroes. Do not meet your heroes. It, it was albums. kind of like a, a a traveling family circus. But and I, I have heard that like Stiff Little Fingers will to this day put on a great fucking show. So I'm not saying don't go see them. But do not go expecting to see oh, yeah. what happens. And I missed a lot of that. It's not like I was... I was four when like the damned were first playing, but the soonest I was able to like see the damned was, I don't know, God, like in the nineties, late nineties or something. And sure. Like got to meet Dave Vanian and the first words out of my mouth were like, wow, you're really short. And <laughs> like, just, you know, like, the guy was like five foot six or something like that, you know, and just don't meet your heroes. Just don't do it. Logan, you were talking about like vodka and I just had that flash memory of like decline of the Western civilization part two. Mm. Did you guys see that movie? Oh yeah, yeah. that dude, that yeah, one dude, the metal dude in the pool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what band. Oh, shit, what band was he from? Uh, oh my god! And and at one point he's just like, you want to know what you want to know what rock and he just starts chugging vodka, and you're like, 
I don't think right. you answered the question, man. <laughs> this guy's dead now. Uh, is uh, Chris Holmes from Wasp? Not that long ago, I did a massive rail. Somebody spilled some Jack Daniels on the cocaine, and I did a massive rail of cocaine and Jack Daniels just to prove I was more Ozzy Osbourne than Ozzy Osbourne. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, we could keep that off of the show. That was totally <laughs> worth it. I think that was totally worth it. <laughs> I think you got to sprinkle some ants on it, though. Yeah, I was going to say. Or is that Nikki Six? Was it Nikki Six or Ozzy that snorted ants? It was Ozzy. Somebody's got a piss. You got a piss in that cove, too. I mean, ants are a delicacy, yo. Well, yeah, and, not for your nose. And, <laughs> <laughs> it still ends up in your stomach one way or the other. But it has to go through the sinus. <laughs> what's left of the sinuses first? You know what, Logan? You are going to say and do a lot of regrettable things in your life, and I just hope to be there for most of them. And Logan, this <laughs> podcast will be the least of them. Trust me. Well, the the worst is so trifling bitches. Our our original slogan was trifling bitches ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang got a hold of me and said they were going to fuck me up. You don't fuck with the Wu-Tang, people. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Did you I'm get like a temp- cease and desist from Wu-Tang lawyers? No, man. Red Man just called me and said he was going to stab me. <laughs> <laughs> I know where your house is, motherfucker. I found you on Google Maps. I'm going to drive there with my Reno homies. <laughs> Ghost face killer came to the front door. That's so Red Man is like on the phone talking to you like some kid from Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> I, know where you live. I found you on Google Maps. <laughs> All right, new Master Forty Two. I'm gonna come find you. I think yeah. we need another song. This has gone on far too long. <laughs>
Maybe this is a good point to point out because Rick pointed out Lee is really fucking good on this recording. Yeah, amazing. No, the, the, I was I was saying that the the whole thing sounds like you you kind of sound like Fugazi when you're talking there, and and like I was like wow this is like really good straight edge hardcore except knowing you guys I'm like except <laughs> not straight like straight edge hardcore. <laughs> Well, this is one of those times when a band told me, like, I would be like, well, can I fix, can I just touch up that little, can I just do that? And they'd be like, no, no, leave it kind of shitty. It's fine. Yeah. Don't fuck with it, Rick. Like, right, this is how I sound. I, I don't want to try to sound better than I am. Every Rick. single time I went to that vocal booth, I took a bottle of Jack Daniels with me. It's, it's, a, it's as raw as the seventh time you masturbate on a Sunday afternoon. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. And just dust comes out. Excellent. And just dust comes out. <laughs> well, let's be honest. It's crystal meth. <laughs> Everyone was thinking it. <laughs> I, uh, I do not get the same uh, quality of vocals after a bottle of anything like... Like, uh, I thought you were going to say the same quality of crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> Nick will tell you, we had like a band meeting at one point because they said I sounded like I had marbles in my mouth. So uh, You did, but I thought that was just that you held the microphone against your teeth. It may have been. I don't know. <laughs> For me, it seems like when you drink is a little bit more of a struggle to get what you want but it depends <laughs> it depends on what style of singing you're doing as well so yeah. and, and to be fair you know not to put the you know put the redirect the spotlight back to me but I'm, yeah. I'm talking big like I was hammered the whole fucking you know whatever it was 24 hours we were working on that but I didn't eat cheese. I didn't eat dairy. I was living on like white rice. A little he took bit care. He was taking care of himself. Not the whipping. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> They're whipping. And cheese, then plenty of whiskey. Oh, and he had no, no GMOs. No GMOs the entire time. Uh, so wait, Logan. can I, can I actually <laughs> clarify here? He learned the Logan diet. <laughs> can I, can I clarify something here real quick? Yeah. So this this entire album, this EP that we're listening to, this was all one shot recording in a wild twenty four hour binge. No, no, it was two eight hour sessions, and then we came back for a third one, right? No, it was three. Well, yeah, three. But the first night know. was mostly set up, so that kind of yeah. but it is, so Logan's kind of right. That one doesn't count. That one yeah. doesn't count. But, but it is lactose free. Lactose free, but but heavy on the whippets and whiskey. Yeah. However, I, I will say that I will say that Logan and uh, they probably Lee too. That neither of them really got any sleep between the first and second session. So yeah, it was like a constant twenty four hours. What one might call a runner. <laughs> I call, call that Logan allegedly, but there was no there was no cheese involved. So, so yeah. it's all good. I, I was living on what that second day. I drank Kratom. black coffee that had been in your kitchen for like a week. I think we figured out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, I'll make you some fresh. You're like, no, this is fine. That's how he survived. How many whippet canisters went into this album? I think we were ended up around 300. <laughs> That's so weird. So two boxes. Yeah. So I took pictures, but then I didn't want to post them. And now I'm talking about it publicly. <laughs> In the worst little podcast does not condone drug use. <laughs> uh, our motto is uh, handle your shit. I can't do psychedelics. <laughs>
because I'm emotionally unstable. So yeah. you put me on an eight hour trip where I'm inside my brain. Somebody's going to get stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> Way to be aware. No, no, no. That's, that's smart self-governance. Yeah. It's the same reason I don't have a gun. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, oh, dang. Dark. Uh, now all the eight criminals listening to this show are going to come kill rob us because they know we don't have guns hey speak for yourself man (laughs) Ian's protecting everybody guess which one one of us doesn't have a gun Um, also fuck around and find out hey (laughs) what what is this deal with you not sleeping and I because I know it's not entirely pharmaceutical oh, no. driven. It, it, it's not, I, I've, I've got severe depression and anxiety problems. He's uh, studying when, to be the next Bukowski. I, I think I've been trying to put myself in a square box for a real long time. and I'm not good at it. Like You've got a, a glow about you, though. Yeah, you're 25 on paper. Remember? Right? <laughs> <laughs> and why not put yourself in a Logan-sized box? Because mm. you won't let me, Rory. Well, you know, there's so many ways I could take that, and I think the best way to take it is let's play another song. to hear this newer, angrier, more self-destructive side of you, Logan. It is really good, dude. No, you guys are taking risks and as songwriters and, and music makers. You like, guys I, and I dig did it. 
such an aggressive turn on this that it is just fucking brilliant. I did kind of lose my best friend. A lot of shit went wrong and I'm pretty angry about everything. But also, like, I, I promised Michelle um, Grimtowns. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I'm going to write something that I give a fuck about. Like, something that I actually believe in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, to try it to sounds like pants, it. To, so, we put this out so I could try to get Michelle's pants. <laughs> okay, well, I, I, you know, I, I feel like maybe there's a, there's a little Michelle listens to this show on a fairly regular basis. So, <laughs> hey, man, what's up? Hey, Michelle. Maybe there's a distinct difference between the two sounds, but I don't know. Maybe that works for you. I just, you know, as much as I thought, you know, we have a problem was was fantastic and fun. It's awesome. It, I loved them. There was a comedic sort of level to it, and this yeah. was just aggressively in your face and you guys are just fucking but, but but chris is funny and charming i'm shoegazing mopey and pissed off i think scott and i have have found something that's working well and we want to get to continue to do it i miss playing shows and i miss getting to hang out with all you drunk assholes in person I'm semi-turgid to see you and felix and scott and be hanging out like this is awesome the, yeah. the music that I'm hearing One tonight day. is is like roundup, fucking rowdy, good shit. Like uh, this is the kind of stuff that somebody's going to get a foot broken. I this love you, is- I love you, sir. I can't wait. I've been trying to trick you to be in a group with me forever. <laughs> and remember, like back at the alley, like man, that was a place I cut my teeth and liver yeah. scars were fucking amazing, and firebombing was fucking amazing, and. Yeah, the alley was a really good place to go to a show, regardless of like the politics behind who owned it or ran it or whatever. The, uh, as a place of the times, it was an awesome venue yeah. that provided a lot of opportunity and a lot of people networked and grew. Yeah, and I, I passed out in that back alley behind the alley more times. <laughs> than I, yeah. I got my ankle broken at an uh, angry Samoan show there one time. <laughs> I wouldn't let anybody take the hospital. I just laced my docks up tighter. Four hours later, sweating, like sweating so hard, and I couldn't move. And I had to throw things at my brother, because I was living with my brother, and to throw things down the hall to his room till he woke up. I was like grabbing books and throwing them at his door. <laughs> and he comes out and he's like, Oh, you're ready to go to a doctor finally, huh? And I'm like, Look, I'm in so much pain. <laughs> Yeah. Remember sh- when you were invincible, dude? Yeah, that the was sh- you weren't. The show, could be, called, the show could be called Good Music, Bad Decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing that down. <laughs> With Felix Polanski. <laughs> Forgot. We haven't heard Rory's bands yet. One, two ton? One Wait, ton, what? Two ton. Come on, son. That was bad. Uh, One Ten Dooley is still a functional band. Uh, we had our new lineup debut at the most recent Digital Mary Anarchy. Be looking for us to have uh, more shows in the future. Jack's no longer a part of the band. We love Jack. Jack loves us. Uh, we're using some songs Jack wrote. He, he gave his blessing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm the singer bass player for a two guitar four piece. And Nick, Nick and Spike are still my guys. And then we've got Steve from uh, Roxy Collie. Oh, uh, Steve. really good. That's one, of, that's one of those guys I've been trying to trick into being with me for a while. Good for you. Our rehearsals this whole summer have been pretty fucking gravy. Pretty fluid. 
Look, you gotta stop trying to trick people into your band and just ask them. Because <laughs> yeah, I would have done this a long time ago. That's <laughs> what I do. I'm doing insecure. Didn't my writer say that Kim had to be here? <laughs> um, he had yeah. some technical difficulties uh, and could so not make Kim, it. I'm glad you figured quotes. that out at the end of the show. Kim, uh, Kim air quotes, broke her computer, air quotes. Logan or Scott, whoever is more able to answer this, where can our fabulous listening audience <laughs> find you on the internet? Nowhere. Uh, I think there's a fa- Facebook page, right? What the fuck? <laughs> I, I'm putting music up. I'm done Bandcamp. There you I'm go. Trying to figure out who's going to be mad and who's not going to be mad. So right. find it. Find, find uh, us right here on the worst little podcast and, and look up Logan Bong Iovani. Logan Bong Iovani. <laughs> look him up. It's exactly the way it sounds <laughs> on uh, Facebook. He's the one that can give you all the answers. Flood trifling, his Facebook page. Trifling bitches on Facebook, right? With a apostrophe. Trifling with no G. He's searching yeah. his phone right now Tri- to see if he set that page <laughs> up. Trifling bitches. Apostrophe. The band, not the book. <laughs> the artery, not the vein. So, ladies and gentlemen, for Mr. Nick Ramirez, Mr. Dogwater Dick, Cadillac Kim, Chewbacca, and my best friend, Ian. This has been another exciting episode of the worst little podcast in the world. And I am your host, the Reverend Rory Dowd, saying life is short. We love you. Good night, ladies. On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass. unusual for mentally disturbed people to have moods that swing from one extreme to the other. Making the disturbed person feel more comfortable is the first step in winning his confidence. I love you very much. You know that?